Parak Bey's Mishnah Tas. Hamakadesh Ba'arla, one who marries a woman with Arla. Arla over here is referring to fruit trees. The first three years of a fruit tree, you cannot have any benefit, can't eat nor have any benefit from the fruit that grows on the tree. So one who takes one of these fruit and he's Makadesh a woman with it. Or Bekleyakarim, he takes fruit from his vineyard where he planted Kalayim, uh, where also it's forbidden to have any kind of benefit at all forever from these fruit, because you cannot plant climb in your vineyard, and he uses it to marry a woman. Or Bishar Niskal. He takes a Shohan Niskal. Shohan Niskal is an ox that there was a Psak Din that has to be stoned, because it killed a person. As the Pasuk says, Sakal Yisakil Hashar, So you got to stone this ox, and the Halach Ish Im if you slaughtered it, after the Psak Din and Bezdin occurred, before it was actually killed, so, Asr Af Bahana is still forbidden to have any benefit from it. Because whenever it says Lo Yochal, it's referring to the Isra Achila and the Isra Hana. Cannot eat from it, cannot have any benefit from it. So basically, you have this ox that killed a person, there's a Psakhtan that the ox has to be killed, and he went ahead and slaughtered it before they uh, brought it out to be, to be stoned. And now he wants to have any kind of benefit from it. So, you cannot allow to eat from it, not allow to have any benefit from it. Certainly, you cannot marry a woman with it. Uh, or Be'egla Rufa, the Pasuk says, So it's forbidden, you cannot have any benefit from the Egla Arufa, from the moment when they bring it down to the valley. Right, The Egla Arufa is this calf that when you have two cities, you find a dead corpse in between them. You don't know uh, who is responsible for this dead corpse. There's a whole process of going back in Masech Soto where they take a calf, they bring it down to the valley, and they kill the calf. So you can, cannot have any benefit from this calf. And if you're using it to marry a woman, or So you have uh, a mitzora, one who has tzaras, when he cleanses himself, he brings two tziparim, two birds, uh, to purify himself as a carbon. So after the one of the birds are slaughtered, they both become forbidden to have any benefit of any hana from these birds. So you see all the cases that we're bringing over here are things that you cannot have any benefit from. Uh, or he takes the hair from a nazir. Right? The Torah says that kadosh it's got to be holy. You cannot have benefit from it. Meaning the, the hair that grows off the head of a nazir. Is forbidden to have any benefit from it. After you cut it, you're supposed to uh, bring it on the Mizbeach. He's got a, he cuts it off and he burns it. If, someone, if a man took this and wants to marry a woman with it, or you have a petr chamar, when you have to redeem your, your, your chamar, your donkey with his set. So if you don't redeem it, or after you kill it. So the person takes the petr chamar and he wants to use it to marry his wife. So. Petachamar is also forbidden to have any benefit from it. Uh, milk and meat, we all know that one. It says in the Torah three times, don't cook a, a goat with his mother's milk. And we learn out from there that one is for the Isra Achila, cannot, have any, cannot eat it. One is for the Isra Anak, cannot have benefit. One is the Isra for Bishra, cannot cook it. Uh, one who takes Chulin Shanishchatu Ba'azara. He takes non sacred food that was slaughtered inside the Beis Mikdash. The Allah is that a behemoth of Chulin of non sacred food. That was slaughtered in the base of Mikdash is forbidden to have any benefit. Cannot have a na. What you slaughter in the base of Mikdash is holy foods, not chula, not non sacred. And we learn out the Pasuk, that brings down a Pasuk over here in the Varm. Um, yeah, so the point is, is that. 
Meaning, where do you uh, sacrifice chulin and non-sacred foods? You do that outside the base of Mikdash. You don't do that in the Azara. Um, if you're in the Azara, in the base of Mikdash, you'll make a sacrifice. It's coming from holy foods. And therefore, one who takes chulin, and so therefore, if you take this chulin, this non-sacred food, and you slaughter it in the Azara, in the base of Mikdash, it's uh, forbidden to have any benefit from it. You can only uh, slaughter holy foods, karbados, kachim, you know, karbon chatas, karbon ola, shlomo, whatever it is, but it's, oh, it's holy when it enters the base of Mikdash. And that's going to be given out to the Kohanim and etc., etc., the whole process. But chulin that's slaughtered in the base of Mikdash is forbidden to have any benefit from. So in any of these cases, the marriage does not take effect, because since these items are all forbidden to have any benefit from it, they're not your money. It's nothing, it's nothing to you. What about machran? What happens if, if he goes ahead and he sold any of these items and he sold them, you know, to a guy. And then the Kiddush Bidimeyim, with the money that he received in, in their place, he went ahead and married a woman. Then Mikudesh, the marriage would work. Why? Because the money that you received from the guy does not contain the Isser that you sold him. You shouldn't have done it. You're not allowed to do it. It's a sin. You can't have any benefit from it. But once you did it, ain't the money that you received does not receive that iser that, that was on the items that you had. The only time that the iser transfers is with Avodah Zarah, if you're selling Avodah Zarah, or you're selling pairs of the Shemitah year. Uh, otherwise, the iser does not transfer along with it. So you shouldn't have done it, but now that you did it, then you could marry a woman with it, because now it's your money. Mishnah Yud, and with this we conclude Parag Beis. Hamakadish, one who marries a woman, Bitrumos, uses a Truma Gedola or Trumas Meiser, which is given to a coin. He uses it to marry a woman. Ubin Meiseris uses Meiser Risha, which is given to a Levi, or Meiser Ani, that you separate during the third and sixth year of a Shemitah cycle in, instead of the Meiser Shani during those years. Or Ubin Matanos, or any kind of gifts, the Zeroa, Lachayim, the Keva, Behemashal Chulan from the from the non circuit animals that are given to Kohanim as gifts, these pieces of the of the animal. Umechatas, or you uh, want to marry a woman with the waters that are drawn out of the Mayan, out of the spring, in order to put in it the ashes of the Paraduma to, to purify those that became uh, because they came in contact with a mace. So you want to marry a woman with these waters. Or Ubeferhachatas. You want to marry a woman with the ashes of the Paraduma. In any of these cases, the marriage works. And not only that, even if it was a Yisrael, not a coin or a Levi, that's performing the marriage, the marriage will work. And they explain like this. So, that's just a coin who is a woman with his truma or with the gifts that he receives from the Karbanos. Or a Levi who marries a woman with his maestros that he receives. Does the marriage work? Rather, even a regular Yisrael, who marries a woman with any of these items, it works. And they bring down, there's different ways to explain this, but we'll jump to the, the bottom line. Um, the Kahati explains like this. So, what do we mean by Yisrael? The Gemara is referring to a very specific case. We're talking about a case where the Yisrael inherited Tevel. He inherited, um, uh, Tevel is, you know, fruits and vegetables and, and produce that was not meister. The trumas and meisters were not taken off of it. So it's still in its raw state. It's forbidden to have, can't eat it in its Tevel state. But where did he receive it? He received it as a Yerusha, as an inheritance from his grandfather, who was a coin. That's the case. So the mission is coming to teach us that in this case, since these matanos, these gifts, Shalai Hermo, his grandfather never took off the Trumas and Meisters. He didn't have a chance. He died. 
So once it passes down to the grandson, we look at it as if it's Kvar Hormu, as if the Trumas and Maishas were taken off already via the grandfather. And therefore, when this Yisrael inherits it, he inherits this Tevel, Mafish Mehem, he just takes off the Trumas. Technically, the Trumas become his now, because his grandfather would have had it, and would have bequeathed it to him, had his grandfather had time to take off the Trumas. So now that he received it in the Tevel, saying he took off the Trumas, he can still keep it, because it's all part of the inheritance. And therefore, he's inheriting it from his grandfather, and he can go ahead and sell it now to a coin. He can't eat it, but he can sell it to a coin who could eat it. And therefore, when he marries a woman with it, the marriage works. He's got a, a, a value to this. And all the more so, in a case where the Yisrael inherited when he inherits the actual and the Matanos Kahuna as an inheritance from his grandfather who's a coin. Because since, for him, since these items are his now, and again he can sell to a coin, so therefore if he marries a woman with it, the marriage will work. Now, what about the mechatas, the waters that, from the paraduma, from the ashes over there that we'd use to purify those that became, uh, they, they, kind of, they became uh, in contact with a mace? Or the afer part, the ashes of the paraduma, how does uh, Yisrael come into play over here? So they explain it like this, the more explains that if a person, um, marries a woman with the schar milohamaya, meaning if he's sent off to get the water to fill up the bucket, you know, for this uh, uh, purification process, he can charge a fee for schlepping the water. Or if he's going to bring the ashes, he's transferring the ashes from place to place the afer, he can charge a fee for it. Because it's a schlep, he's working for it. Since he could charge a fee, then he could accept this fee from those that are tamay that he's working for, um, that need the, the ashes of the paraduma or the water of the paraduma, right? And therefore, he can go ahead and actually take the wages that he's receiving from this work and marry this woman. So not necessarily is he actually you know, using the actual water from the mechata, so the actual ashes from the paraduma to marry her. He's really using the salary that he made money from from doing this work and marrying the, you know, his, his wife with it. Uh, and that'll work, even though he's Yisrael. But for the spritching you know, of, the, of the waters on the Temeim, or for the placing the ashes you know, into the water, there you can't you charge, you can't take any salary for it, because there's, no there's no work there. You're just, you know, limit a mitzvah, you're just learning how to do a mitzvah and performing it. Therefore, one who marries a woman with the salary that he charged for spritching the, the waters or putting the ashes in the waters, then that marriage does not work. But for schlepping the ashes from back from one place to another, schlepping the water, the wages he charged that that he is his rightfully so, and he could marry a woman with it. And with that, we conclude Perak base.